The power of artificial intelligence is about to turn the financial industry upside down, but the paradigm shift in banking operations is already happening. Artificial intelligence can be introduced into the banking processes, not only in direct contact with the customer, but also as a helper for the employees of the bank so that the we will have like augmented employees, employees that are able to to display a much a, a greater knowledge of finance and also of the characteristics of the customer and of applicable regulation, because they will have all this information at their fingertips. 54% of financial services organizations with more than 5,000 employees have already adopted AI, according to a study from the Economist Intelligence Unit. We have a lot of things going on in, in a kind of customer journey and in an experience. And I think that AI can also help customers to connect with people, with information, and do this like really rapidly. A global survey by the Cambridge Center for Alternative Finance and the World Economic Forum states that 77% of financial services organizations anticipate AI to possess high or very high importance to their businesses within two years. Hyper-personalization is for me very, very important. But this uh, feeling that the machine knows perfectly uh, what the customer needs at each uh, moment in time, right? And, and this is uh, very, very interesting for, for the for life, but also for the customers because well, uh, you, you receive a lot of chats uh, and mails and information back and 99% of them are totally useless for you. But uh, if the machine, let's say, uh, achieves to uh, understand what you really need, this, for, for the customer it's also very, very a great improvement customer experience, right? Artificial intelligence isn't just a buzzword anymore. It's the foundation of the next era of business reinvention. AI is already doing some mind-blowing stuff, like writing interview questions for podcasts and jazzing up audio recordings. It can even mimic my voice. Mi voz. Mi voz. My stimme. Ma voix. And that catchy jingle you hear, AI composed it, believe it or not. That's why at Globant, we are going all in on AI, reaching new dimensions to influence every area, industry, and business for the better. Welcome to Unscripted Tech, a Globant original podcast about the trends that are reshaping the technology landscape and how we respond to them. My name is Rebecca Reed, and I'm a digital marketing strategist at Globant. Over the next six episodes, we'll be talking with Globers about how AI is changing the game for companies across all industries. Let's dive into season three of Unscripted Tech. In this episode, we'll discuss how AI is revolutionizing financial services worldwide. You may be aware of, of what they call centaurs, which is in, in chess tournaments, and they have discovered that the, the ones who really are able to beat everybody are not humans, neither computers alone, but teams of humans and computers are able to beat every other uh, group uh, in playing chess. And I believe uh, in the same fashion, the combination of really smart and well-prepared, uh, well-trained humans with the state-of-the-art intelligent systems uh, are going to be able to provide much better service to the customers of a bank than just what just a machine does or just a person does. 
Lander Gamboa is the director of the finance studio at Globit. He specializes in process and strategy. AI is a really great way to improve that call center and service um, parts of the kind of operation as well. Rachel Armstrong is Globin's design studio partner and works with lots of financial clients. Yeah, a lot of people have criticized AI because it is like sort of a black box that you don't know what is happening in the, in the, in the box. Carlos Gonzalez is a partner at BlueCap, a Globin division, which provides consultancy to financial institutions. Today, we're going to talk to them about practical applications of AI and banking, the readiness of companies to implement AI, and the ethical implications of these technologies. So just to get us started, can you provide an overview of how the financial services industry has embraced AI in recent years? Well, financial credit uh, probably was one of the main of the first users of AI. Uh, banks and insurance companies and so on have used these AI models from the very beginning for many many years. And well, with all the recent development, uh, what they are looking for at uh, these AI models is uh, basically uh, having more uh, powerful models that help them to understand their customers, and models that uh, can uh, be used with very different sources of data. Right? They, they can, these models can optimize the use of data, and moreover, they can uh, use uh, very different sources of data, like text, images, and what we all have listed about GPT and all these things. Uh, this, this type of data was very difficult to integrate in, in more classical or traditional models, you want. And now with uh, AI, new AI models, uh, financial entities and all, any industry can, can, can make use of the of new sources of data. And I, uh, for me, the, the main uh, interest of using these powerful models is to better understand the customer, understand the customer in, in very different uh, dimensions in their risk, their needs, their capabilities, their, uh, well, uh, understand the, uh, uh, what we say, the 360 degrees of the, of the customers. I agree, Carlos. I think it's, um, that customer perspective is really key, right? And in the way that AI is really going to transform this industry. But I think that it's not just also understanding the customer like you su- suggested, but it's also creating that frictionless and seamless experience. And I think that, you know, when we overlay AI, it's got this capability to help kind of remove these tasks and all these interactions that customers don't necessarily want or they need to do. And it's a way that financial services, I think, can remove those problems, but also at scale as well and do it really quickly. I think AI can also remove those kind of distractions as well. We have a lot of things going on in a, in a kind of customer journey and in an experience. And I think that AI can also help customers to connect with people, with information and do this like really rapidly. Lando, anything else to add to that? Yeah, I'm that from my point of view, the, the ability to, to use AI in bank processes has helped to, to close two big holes that banks had in the processes. One of them is uh, the marketing one-on-one hole, the customer segmentation with a segment of one. 
that was a promise as you will remember from the early CRM times, okay? But in the beginning, while it was technically possible to offer something different to every customer because we were having a digital channels, the banks did not have the intelligence to know what to offer to each customer. So uh, this capability on the on the push side was infrautilized, infrautilized bec because of the lack of intelligence. Now, the, the, the ability to have this deep understanding of each customer at each time moment, point in time uh, makes us able to make the offer which is appropriate for each customer at a given point in time. So on, on one part, we close the CRM hole, okay? okay? We are able now to fulfill, truly fulfill the CRM promise. The second hole is what I call the hole of memory. In, in, the, in the very early times of banking, uh, the customer would have a customer representative that would have in his head the information about the customer. And because of that, the conversation uh, between the bank and the customer was seamless because this customer representative always knew what the issue was about and, and, and he was able to, to interact with the customer in a very good way. Uh, in, the, in today's model of uh, multi-channel, where, where not all relations are with a single customer representative, but you may be speaking with a machine or you may be writing in a, in a database or you will may be talking on the phone with a different representative each time, there was this problem that the bank did not have a memory of the interaction that the customer had so far with the bank. So the artificial intelligence, if correctly applied, is allowing the banks now to pull together all this information. And so from the point of view of the customer, it's like if he was talking to a single person all over again. So mm. we are closing this memory gap. That's why I'm very excited that the combination of these two uh, it gives the banks the opportunity to provide the customers with much, much better service that they were getting in the last few years. I kind of agree. I mean, I think that um, like it's almost adding to the suite of channels that customers already have, right? So mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, GPT, Metaverse, you know, any any part of AI that we use, it's providing that kind of flexibility and the customer can choose now which channels kind of relevant to them um for the time that they're engaging with the brand what devices mm -hmm. they're on what the task is that they're doing and <clears throat> i suppose with the addition of ai it's like a true kind of you know opti-channel experience that they have mm -hmm. i think one of the most kind of interesting things is um you know having conversational interfaces and having customers now have the ability to have kind of this like mentor-like assistant um, where they can get that more information and content to support their decision-making. Um, I think it's, you know, finances can be really complicated to people. Um, you know, there's a big uh, gap between financial maturity and education in customers. And I think that having this can really help, um, you know, provide more information when needed to make those informed choices about the products, the services, and what they're generally signing up for, t terms and conditions, and that type of thing. Carlos, are you seeing anything else? Yeah, uh, going back to, to this second all that Lander was mentioning, uh, this memory, I think this goes in the nature of, of the, the main or one of the main, uh, the, the most important trends in AI in finance, 
which is this uh, hyper personalization. I don't know how whether this is correct, but this uh, feeling that uh, the machine knows perfectly uh, what the customer needs at each uh, moment in time, right? And and this is uh, very very interesting for for the for the life, but also for the customers because. Well, uh, you, you receive a lot of uh, chats and mails and information back, and 99% of them are totally useless for you. But uh, if the machine, let's say, achieves to uh, understand what you really need, for, for the customer, it's also very, very, a great improvement customer experience. Right? So this hyper-personalization is, for me, very, very important. Yeah, and you can almost, it's like analyzing or your spending patterns and the history. Um, I suppose how people behave as, as well, you know, saving habits, um, you know, whether they've got debts, what they're doing with those, how they're looking to invest. Um, and it does really provide that kind of personalized need. Um, I think it's also being used quite a lot with kind of uncovering credit worthiness as well of individuals as well at the moment, which I think is, you know, really streamlining that credit process, but also showing the information a bit more relevant to the individual and a bit more real time because your credit score can change really quickly. So I think that's a real benefit yeah. of how kind of ARA is being used as well in that respect. Well, another issue that I think that is relevant is that uh, artificial intelligence can be um, introduced into the banking processes, not only uh, in direct contact with the customer, but also as a helper for the employees of the bank so that they, we will have like augmented employees, employees that are able to to display a much a, a greater knowledge of finance and also of the characteristics of its customer and of applicable regulation, because they will have all this information at their fingertips. Because one of the typical problems that large financial corporations have is that it is impossible to have 5,000 people that are truly financial experts that truly understand every product, that truly understand the impact of the new regulations. And so uh, the ability to to push this information to the employee in the moment that the employee is in front of the customer trying to solve the, the customer inquiries, I think that's very powerful because you still have the kind of the personal phase of the uh, of the financial advisor, but now he it is a really smart and well-informed financial advisor. And that's something that is very is, is already being used by many banks. Yeah, I think um you know that I think upskilling the employees is really interesting. And I think that, you know, AI is a really great way to improve that call center and service um parts of the kind of operation as well. But I, I think you're right. I think it's but it's down to the data, right? And understanding that customer and it needs to be quick and convenient. But I think it can also be a really frustrating process. I think we've all experienced, you know, bots and things where, you know, we, we're talking to them endlessly to try and find a solution over something. Mm -hmm. So that when the customer goes into a call center or goes online to find um, help, I think that their mindset is quite in a heightened emotional state because they want a problem or they've got an issue or they want to have a re resolution to something. So I think um, I think that having the employee have 
that information where they can actually jump in and you've got that human touch when it is required at those specific points, I think is is super interesting and also it's kind of really needed too. Yeah, also sometimes uh, customers ask to employees like very difficult technical questions like how this is going to affect my tax liabilities. Um, I mean, and not all the employees are going to be an expert of the tax liabilities of such and such type of customer, but we can we can we can do the machine to do that. So we can we can have the machine tell the employee, okay, to this type of customer, given the product that he has, given his age, his income, the tax impact is going to be this. So you can make this recommendation with confidence. Yeah, an issue an issue with this. I, I don't want to say a problem, but some sort of a problem is that um, it homogenizes all, all, uh, all employees. I mean, all financial advisors uh, will be the same because the, the information that will uh, come up from the machine will be the same. And so there will be no different, differentiation in, in financial analysis in the dimensions that we normally use to differentiate them. Right. So uh, bank employees, bank or insurance or whatever employees, will uh, need to um, use some different skills that uh, uh, today they have not been uh, analyzed with, with these skills, right? So they will have to develop new, uh, I don't know whether there will be soft skills or, or, or what sort of skills, but the typical bank employee will not be the same, right? And this, uh, I mean, I, I know that this is some sort of uh, problem for current uh, bank employees because they don't know uh, what will be uh, the near, I don't know whether it will be this near or more or less near future for them. Right? They, they have to develop these new skills and they don't know which are these skills. So. Yeah, I think there's this big question, isn't there, about um, you know how it's affected, how AI is going to affect the workforce okay. and that industry, but but also outside of that industry. And I agree with you. I mean, I think that the skill sets of people are still totally going to be needed, but actually, maybe what they're doing might be slightly different. And I think you know, if I look at it from a you know from a design perspective, I think that where a designer or a developer gets involved in a process. Um, it's a little bit later on because AI can also create this kind of baseline and then you kind of build on the work from it. And I think that that might be a similar thing that happens within within the roles of banking. And AI can also be used to quickly validate some thinking and some um, some thought processes and some strategies because, you know, with the increase of synthetic tools and, and users as well, and there's big databases of synthetic users now that you can trial things with. I think that it will replace some of these kind of really repetitive, time-consuming tasks that some of the employees have to do, and but their work, their work will just shift into something a bit more meaningful and maybe a bit more um, strategic. Um, Landa, what's your thoughts on on the kind of demand for for those kind of professional roles in AI? Do you think it's also going to change? Uh, uh, it's going to. I know it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be not. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be interesting because I, I mean. I remember when I was a very, very young engineer to see people in companies starting to operate with computers. And man, I mean, they were, they were really scared. 
they they were all right in the end. Okay, the employees were able to manage the computer and and they discovered that they were more productive. But in the beginning, they were really scared about oh, do I really need a computer? Can I not do the things kind of in the old ways with a typewriter? <laughs> and in in that sense, I think that we are again in this situation in which um, employees will have to face the need to do things quite differently, to have a tool that allows us allows them to do things faster and better, but they have kind of they, they require an activation energy. They they, they need to, to, to go over the hurdle. Initially they have to, to go over the hurdle in that uh, the, the existing technology by definition is the one you know and it's always easier than the new one. So this uh, from this is going to be quite interesting from the transformation, from the organizational transformation point of view. Yeah. I'm certain that the, the vast majority of employees will do it okay. Where they will learn to use the new tools and they will adapt, but it's going to be kind of a challenge. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big transformation for companies. It's inevitable though, right? And then it's like, uh, if, if knowledge is not an asset anymore, I, I, this very simplifying thing, but uh, knowledge of, of things uh, is not an asset anymore because uh, chat GPT or whoever will provide uh, to you with the information and knowledge. So as Landa said, it, 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 it is going to be interesting. I'm not so sure that knowledge is not going to be an asset anymore because human creativity uh, is also based on the knowledge that you have and the, and the, and the connections that you made in your brain uh, somehow are dependent on what you have already learned. So uh, I, I would say that a creative employee with a lot of knowledge about customers or a, a lot of knowledge about uh, financial products or, or about a lot of knowledge about tax issues uh, is going to make better use of the technology. As long as creativity cannot be trespassed to, to the machine, uh, I, I agree. But I don't know whether we will also be able to to, to create creative uh, machines. I think it's really interesting that w what you're saying because um, at the moment, you know, if you use a lot of the conversational tools at the moment, they're giving you a very high level, broad, consistent answer in questions and providing that content and knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I think that actually uh, on the knowledge point, it, there needs to be that differentiation so that financial services uh, can really be true to their brand because they've all got their own tone of voice, they've got their own products, they've got their own services, but also they need to be different. And so I think that, you know, even though at the moment this will change, but I think at the moment where kind of AI and chat GPT is, et cetera, it's, um, it's, it's, got that dimension but i think that actually the creativity that part will actually differentiate the different brands that are out there mm -hmm. and it will allow you as a customer to have that as a factor to choose one brand over another it'll be that type of content and that edge on that knowledge that you're providing which will increase the service that you're going to get making note of what was said about knowledge not being an asset anymore and the infusion of ai with human creativity how do you see this blend impacting the industry let me adventure an answer. You may be aware of, of what they call centaurs, which is in, in chess tournaments. And they have discovered that the, 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 the ones who really are able to beat everybody 
are not humans, neither computers alone, but teams of humans and computers are able to beat every other uh, group uh, in playing chess. And I believe uh, in the same fashion, the combination of really smart and well-prepared, uh, well-trained humans with the state-of-the-art intelligent systems uh, are going to be able to provide much better service to the customers of a bank than just what just a machine does or just a person does. That's why, for example, I believe that initially a lot of work in AI may be for retail customers and just for cash reduction. But I think in a few years, we're going to see that even the the customer representatives that service team that serves, for example, large corporations uh, for, for a while, which are like the, the key account managers, they will be using artificial intelligence to enhance their ability to serve these customers, to understand them better. And, and this is going to be this combination of the, the, the knowledgeable employee and the intelligent machine that is, provi- is going to provide this state-of-the-art service. And this, by the way, is going to be uh, also differentiated from one bank to the other because every bank is going to adapt their service and, and their systems and the intelligent systems to the skills and the assets of the bank. And because different banks have different skills and different assets and different types of people, and by the way, and different customer bases, the perfect intelligent system for bank A is not the same as the perfect intelligent system for bank B. So if we are able to build the, the intelligent systems well enough, they will be different. They will not be the same for all. So uh, you may have kind of an initial leveling because the initial system will not be sophisticated enough, but but as the sophistication of the intelligent system grows, we will have more differentiation. It's like and, and banks will like kind of adapt their their offering to to their real capabilities. For me, I, I don't know whether I am either more pessimistic or more optimistic about this, but I think for me it's a matter of time that we can uh, create or generate these computers with human creativity. So this combo that uh, you were talking about is perfect now because we can uh, join current machine, machines with, with human, but I... Uh, I, I, I guess that in the more or less near future, we could uh, create these machines that are also created and can imitate uh, some sort of human uh, way of, of thinking. I think I agree with you both. I think the, the human side is is necessary, right? I mean, that's also probably why people are listening to this podcast because they're listening to to us as humans that have ex- actually experienced stuff as well. And I think that that actually has a lot of gravitas. So money is really emotional. It's a hugely emotional thing for people. It affects mm-hmm. everyone's lifestyle. It affects um, their life moments. It affects their mental health. And I think that there are points within a in a journey that someone goes on to interact with a bank to do something or get something or check something. There has to be some kind of that human feel. Um, and I do think that some of it can come through the AI, but I do think that the creativity is that balance between the two. And it's a kind of 
you know, you, you dial up one or the other depending on also what the customer is going through at that moment in time. Um, because it could be super emotional that something, you know, you just need to speak or listen to or be heard by a human. I believe that uh, most uh, customers will want to do self-service and operate with machines, let's say for 90% of the time for kind of non-relevant decisions for, for, for day to day. But as you say, sometimes when they have to make a, a difficult decision, like, okay, do I get into debt or not to buy this house? Or uh, do I uh, invest in, in this part or in this other thing? Uh, there are, there are uh, decisions for which the customer will want to, to speak with a human that can understand them. And that will, that will make it easier for them to, to kind of to go ahead and make the, the decision. Exactly. It's just giving them that extra confidence. Yep. In, in any case, I believe that the banking of the future is going to be, I mean, it's going to be hugely more productive than today. So the either the banks will offer uh, many more services and more sophisticated services to the customers, or the ratio to from customers to employees is going to change a lot. What are some of the ethical concerns and potential biases that arise when implementing AI in the financial services industry? Yeah, ethical ethical concerns have been. Uh, there for for forever in in banking industry because well at the end when some someone uh, applies for a, a loan for example you cannot uh, the bank cannot discriminate uh, for example in terms of uh, gender let's say okay and with traditional models easy simple models it is very easy to control for this okay? you don't put the variable male or female you you, you don't put it in, in the model. Uh, and that's it. I, I mean, gender or nationality, or obviously race, and, and not it. Right now, with more, much more complex models, maybe you don't put this variable, but there are a lot of different uh, mini variables uh, that can infer that somebody is uh, a woman or a man, right? And this is much more difficult to control for, right? Because even the the model builder that doesn't know whether there is a bias or not. So at the end, uh, uh, it is by applying the model to different people, different uh, characteristics of people, when you can detect or not the this potential bias. Right. So and, uh, this arises a very important question in, in AI, which is the explainability of the model. Okay, a lot of people have criticized AI because it is like sort of a black box, that you don't know what is happening in the in the in the box, and there has uh, there have been some algorithms that uh, help you to understand why the model is saying this or or those. Okay, clearly uh, for financial industry, which has a lot of compliance regulatory requirement and so on, the explainability of the model at the uh, level at which you can explain your model is a key issue in order to uh, deploy uh, AI applications, AI models, AI whatever. This is one of the main constraints in financial industry to uh, apply AI models. However, uh, I think that uh, at least the banks that we work with, uh, all of them are very concerned with it, and they are developing uh, strong uh, validation areas that 
uh, one of the, their main purpose is to to find to detect and and correct these these biases. Yep. Also, I think um, a second ethical conundrum is a consequence of what I was talking earlier of the bank having a much better memory of customer interactions. Uh, if I go to a bank and I talk to a bank teller or to, uh, to the director of the branch and he doesn't like me because I look scared, well, he doesn't like me because I, I look scared, but normally this doesn't go into the database, basically, it's just this person. If I am having a, an interview with a computer and the, and the, and the lab, machine learning uh, algorithm goes to the conclusion that I'm scared and maybe I'm a bad risk because of that, creates a different challenge. Um, the issue of, okay, this, this, how deep can these memories go? How, how, how uh, detailed can they go? How long should, should we keep them? Uh, how are we going to be using? These are like new problems that in the old days, in the, in, in the, in traditional systems are solved by the, are solved by the, by the brain of the employee who makes a decision and then if needed, it just, he or she justifies. But, uh, now, whenever we take the decision from a human brain and we put it into a computer brain, we are going to need not only to be able to, to have traceability and justify it, but also to make sure that we don't do it incorrectly, that we don't make the decision based on things that we shouldn't. I agree. I think, you know, the, the, the critical thing here is that kind of those assumptions and inaccuracies in within the data, right? So, for example, I, you know, I've heard before where, you know, geographical, uh, like postcode data, location mm -hmm. data has been used to predetermine an individual's race, age, religion, and essentially that's racial profiling. And yep. so, I, you know, but that, that risk is there whether they're in financial services or not. I think, I think the thing for me from a customer perspective is to also kind of disclose when AI is being applied to an experience or a process that you as a customer are going through so that mm. you also understand that because I think there's an element of trust. Um, yep. I mean, we've not really talked about trust much, but from a customer perspective where AI still is quite unknown and they don't really know and you as a customer don't know whether you're dealing with a bot or something that's synthetic or a mixture between a human and, you know, a conversational interface or whatever it might be. I think that to build that trust is about transparency and having the customer understand kind of at what point that it's perfectly safe and you're actually getting a better service with the overlay of AI rather than uh, just with a human. But you're right, it's really tricky. And I think we've still got quite a way to go to, especially within this industry, to get it right. What advice would you give for financial services organizations looking to implement AI effectively, uh, maximizing the benefits from both a technological perspective and also balancing human creativity? I would start by uh, organizing for transformation. Because one of the issues with uh, artificial intelligence is that in some places, they will say, okay, this is technology, so this is something that the IT people should take care of. Or in other places, we'll say, no, no, this is especially for customer service, so this should be um, the people in sales and marketing who are the leaders. And the, the interesting thing is that the, the effect of uh, artificial intelligence on bank processes and on how 
the bank serve customers is going to be so thorough that you really need to talk to all departments and it's uh, it, it you really need to to do to, to do it uh by having the input but not the control of sales of uh, it of a uh, process people so that you build something that is really useful for everybody absolutely i think that um as you've discussed it's is now an addition to help expedite what we call digital transformation mm -hmm. um and i think that that has to kind of fit across the entire organization uh and it's an education for them and the customer because actually it's in turn going to change the way that customers behave and what they expect from digital services as well and we all know that you know what experience you have with you know different brands that you you know watch tv off you buy your shopping through you then experience from a financial service as well so i think there's um something really interesting in the fact that everybody like you said needs to be involved in this process because i think that actually how the customers behave will then translate into what the employees um how the employees behave and how ai needs to behave so that everybody gets the best experience out of um using ai yeah totally and the it, it is uh, a change for the whole organization right so you have to you want to have everybody uh, involved because uh, it, it is not a thing that the freakies of the model department want to 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 generate it something that will affect uh, which you was saying uh, will affect uh, your customers and the way it affects your customers it doesn't affect uh, any other area. So at the end, uh, everybody has, has to be, uh, well, aligned with with this uh, uh, new some sort of culture of, of, of financial entity. Also, I believe that for banks, it's going to be very important to change how they approach managing the innovation risk. Because for many banks, for many large organizations, they would have like the day-to-day -day processes that they improve a little by little every day, okay? And they are they, they do that because they are proficient in doing that. And then they will have these pilots over there of small projects for pretty advanced things, but they are only pilots. They they are also low risk because they are small. But what really is scary, and at the same time is the the only thing that is transformationally transformational is at some point you need to move from the pilot, the low risk small pilot, to kind of betting the runs on a largest project where you are gonna really transform something in depth. A, a, a large part of the or your, for example, of your processes, you, you have to you do a crucial transformation. And this is scary because the possibility of failure is normally bigger because it's something which is new. Uh, but if successful, the payoff is going to be very large. So it requires for, comfort, for banks to take a little of the, of the thinking processes of, of tech companies in that they are willing to make big bets, but are reasonable bets based, based on a, on a good understanding of, of what are the, the likelihood of success. And yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a test and learn process, right? Um, yeah. but using AI is a, is a must right, to ensure that everybody stays ahead of the curve. Um, everybody's competitors are doing it already. You need to be doing it. 
I think that, you know, let's also just remember as we're developing this, you know, where's the true value of where we're actually putting um, AI into into the process, into the products, into the services with the employees and the customers. Because I think by nailing that, that's where success is really going to come from. And mindful of the issues we've discussed, how important is it to regulate how AI is used in financial services? I think regulation is going to be very important regarding artificial intelligence and finance on two sides. Today, regulation is so complex that you probably need artificial intelligence to make a to have a good understanding of it and to make sure that you comply with everything. Okay? There are so many rules. That's one part. But the other part is that artificial intelligence is new, is very important, is going to be very strongly regulated, very strongly regulated. We still do not know, do not know how, but in the, in the next few months, very strong regulations are going to come uh, for artificial intelligence. And that's going to be also a challenge for banks to be able to, 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 to manage all these new regulations. Regulation normally requires a lot of data processing and have to have a lot of information from a lot of sources that uh, AI can help you to put uh, just in one place or even to, to generate. We have had some, some examples with uh, sustainability. Okay, there, there is a lot of uh, new regulation on sustainability, at least in Europe, I don't know in the US, uh, that, uh, well, some so the requirement that uh, banks had to to comply with in terms of uh, sustainable finance and sustainability is a new area where data is scarce okay so with ai uh, we have been able to to recover all the data and to to generate uh, models that are uh, regulation compliant and well uh, AI it, it could be very very helpful for this sort of uh, uh, examples. As Rachel, Lander and Carlos pointed out, financial services organizations should be ready to incorporate AI into different aspects of their operations as they present a huge opportunity to maximize benefits. But looking into the future of AI in the industry, organizations shouldn't rely just on AI and balance its power with human touch and human creativity. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more insights on season three of Unscripted Tech, a Globant original podcast in collaboration with Posta, where we reflect on how artificial intelligence will shape our future. This podcast was produced by Guido Scolo, written by Roque Casiero, and edited by Nacho Ugarteche. Our executive producers are Luciano Banchero, Diego Del Agostino, and Juan Manuel Geraldez. Our content strategist is Georgina Portes, and I'm Rebecca Reed, marketing strategist at Globin. To learn more about how we seek reinvention, go to Globin.com and follow our show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.